The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about all the ways that you can save money booking on-site Disney hotels. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. You can also find us on YouTube now, youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. And we'd really appreciate it if you could like and subscribe to us there. If you have any questions for the podcast, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. You can support the podcast and receive bonus content by subscribing at patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered, or you can use me as your travel agent at no cost to you. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about uh, something that everyone always asks Leslie, and that is how can I save money staying on site at Walt Disney World? Now we've done an episode maybe a couple years ago about saving money on lodging in general, but today's episode, we're gonna focus only on on-site lodging and how you can save money if you're gonna stay on site. We're gonna include the Swan and Dolphin in it because they essentially act as deluxe Disney hotels, but we're not gonna include all the neighbor hotels. So we're just all the Disney resorts plus Swan Dolphin and Swan Reserve now, I guess. Uh, Leslie, let's just start with things have changed. It's like pretty different. Staying on site, uh, I know we, and I know we talk about this in various episodes, but in case you're just listening to this episode to look for how to get some deals on staying on site, what does it mean to stay on site and what privileges does that bring? Privileges in quotes. Well, <laughs> now there are privileges, but there are privileges. You know, Let's be it's fair. A like... Small font, size six right. font privileges. Okay. Okay. All right. So staying on site means, with the exception of the Swan and Dolphin, staying at a Disney-owned hotel that is on Disney-owned land. And for that privilege, you get early theme park entry, 30 minutes early into every park um, each morning. You get uh, the right to purchase individual paid lightning lanes at 7 a.m. It's at park open for everybody else staying off-site. And um, if you're staying at the deluxe uh, resorts, you also get extra evening hours just a couple of days a week into up to two different parks, usually, asterisk. But um, so there's a couple of perks to staying on site. The Swan and Dolphin gets those evening hours. It also gets those that early entry and that paid lightning lane right to right to pay so so you definitely get some a jump on people when it comes to strategy and getting the rides that you want with shorter waits also on top of that there are 
transportation benefits. Disney runs a very extensive bus system. So uh, worst case scenario, if you're staying at an on-site Disney resort, you're taking a shuttle. Of course, the off-site resorts run shuttles to Disney, but Disney system is much more robust. They say that on average, you're going to wait 15 minutes. In my experience, as an average, yeah, 15 minutes is what it's going to be. You also get like ancillary benefits, like you can book one week early for things like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and things like that. And with the rumors, uh, which uh, we, who knows when it's going to happen, but it does seem like they're going to move back to some sort of Genie Plus, FastPass Plus hybrid in 2024. Who knows, maybe on-site guests will get a little bit of a edge there too. We don't know that, but you know, these are the kinds of things that we've seen in the past, you know, in the past, obviously when you were on site, you had 60 days to book your fast passes when fast passes existed instead of 30 days. So the other thing about staying on site, and I don't know how to phrase this Leslie, or I, I, I think you can do a better job explaining this, but you're staying in the Disney bubble and you know, what does that mean for people and just kind of their experience in general? It means you're not leaving the magical world where all your problems go away um, that is created by Disney. So a lot of the hassles that you might find out in the ordinary world um, do seem to melt away. I mean, Disney has its own hassles, let's be fair, but uh, you get the customer service and the customer service at Disney is usually a step above what you'll get at a lot of other hospitality brands. Better than JetBlue. See at Trips with Tykes on Twitter to, uh, it's, uh, I, you know, <laughs> like I've been saying all summer, I don't know when this episode is coming out, but uh, yeah, Leslie had some fun with JetBlue uh, in July. The footnote we'll add is, of course, Disney doesn't make all your problems go away. But for a little while, when you're in the bubble, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to think about driving a car. You don't have to think about traffic. You don't have to think about anything, really, except for having living your best life at Walt Disney World. All right, so let's start with the first tip, which is a tip that we always say this is ideal for all Disney things. Go at off-peak times. Now, Leslie, off-peak generally means when kids aren't in school and rack rates, which are what uh, the phrase that we use for Disney's like their normal price for their hotels are always gonna be lower at off-peak times when kids aren't in school. So that's how you save money on your on-site hotels by going off-peak. But since we're here, what are some other advantages of being off-peak? I mean, because overall, like your whole entire Disney vacation and experience is better. Yeah, I mean, the advantage of being off-peak is the competition is less. The demand from fellow uh, guests is less. So certain room types will not sell out as quickly. Like you might be able to get that cheaper room type. Whereas if you're going at a high-demand time, not only are you paying a higher rack rate, but you might have to get like a pool view or something like that, which will make you pay more. And then, of course, when you're going at a low demand, low crowd time, there are a lot of other upcharges that maybe you can avoid, right? If the crowds are low, maybe you don't need to pay for Genie Plus every day. So it all starts to like roll into you know, lower prices for everything. And that saves you money on every line item on what you're spending on your Disney vacation. So it's not just the difference in the room rate. You've got to look at all those other things that maybe you would have paid for if you're going like Christmas week, which is miserable. Exactly. As my daughter said to me just yesterday, Leslie, supply and demand, blah, blah, blah. Okay, dad, I get it. That's exactly what she said to me. 
can you tell she's entering her tween era? Yeah, I was going to say, a teenager is right around the corner, Joe. Sorry. Yeah, but she's right. Supply and demand, blah, blah, blah. Okay, go off peak. You're going to save some money. Now, to explain a little bit about how the rack rates work, Disney, maybe once or twice a year, pretty much once a year, maybe they'll tweak it a little bit. But for example, uh, in June, or was it late May? I can't remember. They opened up 2024 bookings. And they basically set like every single day, all 365 or 366 days next year, they set the price for every single room type at every hotel. And for most hotels, it breaks down to resort view, which is no view, water view, or theme park view, if that exists. You know, most of the deluxe hotels are like that. And, you know, there are other room types, but Disney sets the rack rates for every single one of those room types for every single day. However, because demand has been so low, blah, 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 thanks, daughter. Disney has been much more aggressive in 2023 about releasing various discounts. There are seasonal discounts. There are discounts that are for various Disney affinity groups. And what Disney will do is prices don't fluctuate as normal supply and demand, blah, blah, blah. So take that, daughter. It's not normal supply and demand with Disney in the sense that if a million people want to book on Christmas Day in a resort view room at the Polynesian, Disney will not up those prices. They'll just sell out at whatever the rack rate was. Say it was $700. That'll just sell out. And then that room is gone. However, if demand is low, Disney will introduce these discounts. Now, we've seen a lot of discounts in 2023. Obviously, we don't know what's coming in 2024. But Leslie, what are some of the various discounts that Disney has offered in 2023 so far? All right. So lots of discounts this year at different points in time. There has been um, a discount for Disney Plus subscribers. There's been a discount for Disney Visa card holders up to 35% annual pass holders. There's been a 30% discount Florida resident, 35%. Um, and then they're just regular discounts that any Joe Schmo, uh, no pun intended, Joe, uh, off the street, you're not a Joe Schmo, you're an annual pass holder, can grab. There's been some up, up to 25% off. For example, like if you want to book a room at Boardwalk, the rate the rate is five fifty, but the sale makes it four twelve. So that's like a super big discount for a deluxe resort if you can snag that and the times work for you. Yeah, and I pulled that price from or next week. So I'm sorry, you have no idea when this is being recorded. So middle of July is uh, that's about like almost exactly twenty five percent off of the rack rate. So these discounts have been great. You know, the various different discounts have been offered at different times. But like Leslie said, those regular discounts, they call them like summer sale or like fall into savings or whatever nonsense names they come up with. You know, they have typically been up to 25% off. And of course, Disney always adds that up to uh, thing. Like, for example, value resorts are generally only 10% to 15% off. But those 25% off deluxe rack rates are pretty nice. They make Boardwalk palatable at 412 per night. You know, it's still not a deal by any means, but they look a lot better. Now we've seen sales released all the way through fall 2023. And this is where I will make a prediction. I think these sales are going to continue. I think in, I don't know, 2022 or 2021, we said like, when should you go? Demand was like so high. And it was like, if you want to go in 2022, you're probably not going to see a sale. And by the end of 2022, there were a few sales. I feel like it's a safe bet that in 2024 we'll see sales at least through the summer. I think this revenge travel thing has died off and 
I don't know how long we've been talking about this recession coming, Leslie, but we've been talking about it for a long time. Um, but I, Disney is finally feeling the heat, and I think they're going to keep discounting rooms for a while. Yeah, I think that's right. So this may be the time if you've been on the fence, um, if you can snag some of these savings. And I, I agree with you. I think I think we'll see stuff well into early 2024. I, I bet January, I mean, after New Year's week, um, I bet January and February are pretty soft. For sure. And this is where I will mention that typically Disney, not typically, always Disney is completely refundable. Uh, if you are booking a Disney package, it's refundable up to 30 days in advance and you only need a $200 deposit. If you're booking a room only reservation, it's refundable up to five days in advance and you only need to make one night's deposit. So related don't book the travel insurance with Disney until you get to that point where you, some of your money becomes non-refundable. 30 days for a package, five days for a room only. And you can keep checking back for, uh, you know, to see whether, and honestly, if you're booking a Disney vacation and you're listening to this, you're probably in a Facebook group. The second that Disney announces that they're going to discount rooms, someone's going to post in the Facebook group and you can go back and check your room and see if it qualifies for the discount. And if it does, you can just rebook yourself into the cheaper room um, without paying any extra. And of course, shameless plug. If you use me as your travel agent, you knew it was coming, Leslie. I was going to do it for you, Joe. I was going to do it for you. (laughs) All right. Sorry. I I, rewind 30 (laughs) seconds, Leslie. Go ahead and plug me. Thank you. All right, Joe, and I get to do the shameless plug for you. If you have a good travel agent like Joe Chung, he will apply these discounts for you. So like, that's the value of, of a good travel agent is making sure that you always are getting the latest deal because if you don't want to track it, not everybody does, let somebody else track it for you. Yeah, and uh, that shouldn't be any extra cost to you because Disney has already baked the commissions into uh, the costs that uh, you pay anyway. Now, the other nice thing that has happened with demand going down supply and demand, blah, 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 is you have always been able to book Disney hotels through online travel agencies. Leslie, can you describe what an online travel agency is as opposed to Joe Chung? Yes. Online travel agency, Expedia, Hotels.com, Booking.com, those kind of aggregate sites that where you might book a Marriott and like not Marriott.com. Exactly. Now, one nice thing, that they've always sold Disney properties. Um, But one nice thing about booking through something like Expedia is every once in a while, they will have like just this random coupon, you know, just for Expedia members. It's not a Disney thing. And it's like 10% off, but you can apply it to your Disney room. And so you can use that. And the other thing I've noticed sometimes is that if you're checking Expedia or hotels.com every once in a while, the room type is not available at DisneyWorld.com, but it's available on Expedia.com for reasons that I do not understand because I don't think they pre-buy the room. So it must be just some computer thing. Um, anyway, if you are looking to save money, it's always worthwhile to check that out. It doesn't harm you at all in terms of the whole Disneyfication of everything. You'll get your Disney confirmation number. You can load that to your My Disney Experience. Any early benefits, like, for example, buying the Halloween party tickets early, like I said, you'll be able to do all that. No problem. The only, actually, it's not a drawback. When we recorded this episode a couple years ago, ExpedientHotels.com had better loyalty programs. My dad, of all people, just texted me like two days ago telling me that Hotels.com was going to nerf their loyalty program. He did not use that language, of course. He's 70 years old or something like that. I don't know how old you are, dad. Sorry, I know you're not listening to this. But uh, 
Expedia.com and Hotels.com used to have better programs. They no longer have the same level of quality loyalty program that they used to have. But still, you might be able to save a little bit of money so you can check those out. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. That Hotels.com, like, uh, you know, one night free after every 10 nights day was was pretty awesome. Good while it lasted. But, um, yeah, now I think it's more about trying to save like off the rack rate, like there's some sort of discount on Expedia that you can't get on Disney.com. I mean, I will say there sometimes can be te- technical snafus that happen between communicating between the Disney systems and like, you know, a number that you get um, from an outside system. I mean, it's gotten better than it was like when you and I first started this podcast like six plus years ago. But that is something to keep in mind. Like you might have an extra phone call to fix something at some point in time. So just be aware of that. Now, another thing that has gotten worse Disney-wise since uh, we last recorded is your miles and points options. Um, people are always looking to use miles and points to save money. Now, you can always use what I call a travel zapping credit card, like Capital One Venture uh, or Capital One Venture X, any of the Capital One cards. Leslie, can you describe like how a travel zapping card works? You quote-unquote use your points, but kind of not really. Right. Uh, So what you do is you put the travel charge on the card and then you've sort of accrued points um, from other spending on that card or from a sign up offer or something like that. And then you basically refund yourself for what you just paid. So it's kind of a cash back card, right? I mean, you're just getting cash back on your travel. I mean, it's often better than some of the cash back cards in terms of how you can can amass those points. But you you have to do the math and... uh, a lot of these cards are not as good as, as they used to be, but of course, new ones are always coming out. So I've got the old uh, Barclay card arrival, um, which was kind of one of the the wow, OGs. That's a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, still got it. Still got it. <laughs> wow. Uh, you can't even get one. You can't even no, get one. No, it's anymore. been years. It's been years yeah. since before COVID, it was discontinued. Yeah. So the only like points points you can actually use to stay on site is at swan dolphin swan reserve and that is marriott bonvoy points however uh, another nice thing to know about marriott bonvoy is if you have free night certificates a lot of times not during peak times supply and demand blah 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 but during off-peak times often uh, you're able to use your free night certificates most free night certificates are good for up to fifty thousand points um, and so that is something else you can do now quick aside a lot of people will go to their disney visa which is nice to have A reminder, I always say this, I don't have a Disney Visa credit card. I just have the Chase Disney Visa debit card has all the same or enough of the same privileges, at least for the purposes of this conversation. Quick reminder that you can do like Disney Visa, you can use the points or rewards that you earn there to pay for your Disney trip. However, a lot of cashback cards do better. I wrote an article for uh, Forbes. I can't remember what division it is. Sorry. It's Forbes something. It's not Forbes proper. It was online. But uh, I wrote an article for them a couple years ago about cashback cards where you can actually do better um, if you apply it towards your Disney savings. So I'll link that in the show notes. It has since been rewritten and my byline is no longer there. But I promise you the 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 chart that they used, I created the original one. Um, I don't. I don't even know. I honestly don't even remember if it's the same cards that I looked at uh, all those years ago. But there are there are better options sometimes. You need a copyright attorney, Joe. <laughs> yeah, Leslie, come on. You're supposed to. You're supposed to be my lawyer for everything. Come on. So, uh, yeah, gotta gotta keep you on retainer. All right. Uh, the next and probably the best savings 
is renting DVC points. Leslie, I will let you explain the concept and talk about what that means. And then I will talk about some new developments. Uh, these are good developments since we last recorded this episode that will really help you to rent DVC points and save some money. I'm excited to hear those new developments because I have seen them happening over to the side of me on the internet, but I haven't read and dug in to fully understand it. So I'm looking forward to that. But but basics first, um, DVC is Disney's timeshare service and people who are members in the DVC program get a certain allotment of points and they have a home resort and they can then choose to rent those points out to other people if they don't want to stay can't stay whatever they can put them out on you know to friends or on the open market through some middlemen who will rent these points out to other people and you essentially step into the shoes of those owners and get some of the perks that the owners get um, including cheaper rooms and often some perks like free parking at most of the resorts things like that so they're really two big middlemen in this space there's uh, david's dvc rental and the dvcrentalstore.com those are the two that you'll see out there and you know you can check different ones for different availability different inventory is listed on there now what has happened since um and they talked about this on disney dish a few weeks ago so i don't feel bad about it was it was a little bit like kind of on the down low jjt who we've talked about before john tyranny excellent rights for touring plans is all on top of hotel savings and discounts he created a tool to search uh what are called uh, i can't remember the term but it's basically guaranteed dvc rentals now one thing i don't like about the dvc rental process is when you use one of those rental sites that Leslie just talked about, generally you'll be like, I want to stay from this date to this date. And this is my first choice. This is my second choice. This is my third choice. But what happens is you pay a little deposit for the most part and you get locked in um, with whichever one of those three choices that they give you. And a lot of times it's not your first choice. A lot of times it is, but you know, you can't guarantee getting your first choice. That's all well and good, but every once in a while, Let's say I own DVC at Boardwalk Villas and I booked a stay for July 20th to July 24th, but I can no longer stay there, but I've already used my points. So I will sell them on the market at a distressed price. Both Dave's and DVC Rental Store show these on their website. However, there's no way to search them. John Tierney, the man, the myth, the legend, he created a way. So he basically has a search website. I'm pretty sure it's a beta. It doesn't look like the prettiest website, but I, I was playing with it all day. It's very functional. You just put in your dates and you just look for deals and it'll tell you any DVC rentals. And it's like, it, remember when people were like crazy about eBay and buy it now was a thing, you know, you can just press that button and buy it immediately. There's no, it's the same thing. You know, there's no like kind of waiting to find out, you know, it takes you directly to the rental page and then you can buy it right then and there. So it works really well. I took a look for, again, next week, mid-July. I saw Bay Lake Tower for 312 per night for this weekend, uh, Leslie. So if you want to go, that's really good. That's the contemporary, essentially. And then Boardwalk Villas for next week, a one-bedroom villa, 495 a night. And with John's tool, it was like so easy to find and look for these. So I would suggest using it. Obviously, you're going to get the best prices like going last minute. But I would suggest using it if you have a little bit of wiggle room in your dates. Again, off-peak is going to be better, 
right? But if you have wiggle room, you know, and you don't exactly have to go July 16th to the 20th, you could go maybe the 17th to 21st, then you can see what rentals are available. Anyway, Leslie, it's, it's a really awesome tool. Yeah, that sounds super awesome. This is great for folks who have that flexibility or, you know, within drive distance for these last minute kind of deals. I am curious. I actually want to look and see what's available occasionally in Disneyland because I have to think that occasionally a a Grand Californian and soon enough a Disneyland hotel will be on there. Yeah, uh, he has those on there too and Alani as well. So it's good. And the other thing is if you like really want to nerd out, he will tell you like what the change in prices like and how much it's off of what the median price has been for that same room type you know so a lot of nerd stat tools that can help you see like how good of it pat yourself on the back even harder even though jjt did all the hard work for you Um, but anyway shout out again to you john tyranny Uh, you are the man thank you for designing this tool link is in the show notes all right the last thing is Finally, coming back since pre-pandemic, and this is how you know that Disney is struggling, bounce back offers are back. Leslie, do you even remember what these are? It's been so long. (laughs) Yes, I do remember, but it has been a while. You were right, touche. So yes, this is when you are staying at Disney and you're hooked and they offer you something to come back on a next trip and usually kind of an exploding offer something you have to book within a short period of time. So what are the current rules? Yeah. I mean, the awesome thing is bounce back offers. You had to book on the day you checked out. And so I remember like getting home and calling from Boston and like, I, I needed my flight to get in before 10 PM or whatever. So I could call in cause I didn't have time when I was checking out to book these things. However, uh, now you have up to seven days after you check out, just to call and ask if you have a bounce back offer. And I will say that from experience, I never got one of the cards in my room that said I had a bounce back offer, but I have called and booked for bounce back offers. And this is before I even was a travel agent. So I was just doing this as a regular consumer. Now they say that it's 25 to 35% off. There is a bunch of dates. They have a list of dates and it's pretty much again, non-holiday dates in 2024. And so you can call 407-W-Disney or have your travel agent do it. Again, happy to do that. Um, Even if you didn't book your original vacation with me, um, I can call for you to ask about the bounce backs offers. And just call. Worst case scenario, they say, I'm sorry, there's no bounce back offers on your account. My guess is most people are going to have some kind of bounce back offer. It might not be for like every single resort, but you know, if it doesn't look good, you don't have to book it and you just move on. And if it does look good, it's going to be the same thing. Like even if it's 25% off at the Grand Floridian and you're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to go in May 2024, but let me just book this. Same deal. This is going to be a room-only reservation most likely. So five days cancellation. Don't have to worry about paying any fees, cancellation fees, anything like that. So it's pretty great. So it's nice these bounce-back offers are great. And that is why I think they're going to be sales in 2024. Like they don't bring this stuff back if they're not trying to fill rooms. Yeah, I totally agree. So be looking for that soon, Joe. You're heading down yourself. Um, Although maybe you've already headed down there based upon when we're recording this. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I will tell you, Leslie, that I like, I just want to call just to see, because I've been like asking people for data points about like what has actually happened, but I am pretty confident that I'm not going to have to delete all this later and it's going to go the way that I think it's going to go. Now, one thing that's gone away is Priceline Express and Hotwire deals where 
again, John Tierney was very good at helping people to figure out like, you know, those Priceline and Hotwire deals is like book a four-star hotel um, for this price, but you, it's a blind item. You don't know which one it is. Those have gone away, but rumors are like, and again, John has his finger on the pulse of this stuff. He thinks it's coming back, and when they come back, if you can figure out which one of those deals are Disney resorts, there's a lot of savings to be had there as well. It's like using an OTA, but um, an even better deal. Yeah, those are great. Um, if you, I mean, you can use you could usually figure out what the hotel is with like 95 percent certainty, but you get get it down to two, you know, or something like that. And if you're happy with with um, being a little bit flexible, then there was definitely some money to be saved there. Yeah, John's crazy. Uh, yeah. In a good way. Like um, you, you think that if you have never heard of him and never seen his work, you think we're like overselling. We are not. He uh, is really good at this stuff and a real help to the community. He does all this stuff for free, which is, well, I guess Turing Plants hired him to write some blog entries. So maybe he gets paid for that. But everything else that he does is totally free. And by the way, he deserves to be paid by Turing Plants for the work that he does. So thank you again, John, for everything. We are done praising you now. All right, Joe. Well, let's close this episode out with a traditional Disney do or don't. What do you have for us? All right. So we have definitely like, or I have evolved on this over time, Leslie, and probably part of that is becoming a travel agent and completely drinking the Disney Kool-Aid. But my Disney do is, especially with all these sales that you can get and ways that you can save money, if you're going to go to Disney more than once in your life, do strongly consider staying on site. I just feel like the bubble and the magic. And, you know, I think I talked about my friend who went last year and she stayed off site. You know, she kind of just planned it on her own for family. And she was like, I think I'm going to stay on site next time. It's just so much. It's tough to explain. Like the experience is so much smoother. And I do also think it's partially because of like my stage in life. I just don't want to deal with as many hassles. Like I don't want to deal with getting to the parks without having a dedicated bus. Like I don't want to deal with cooking or something like that. And so stay on site. It's nice to be in the bubble. Nice to be in the magic. If you go off peak or use any of these money saving tips that we explained, you know, four twelve per night for boardwalk, it's not cheap, but compared to like five fifty per night, these Disney hotels are on sale and as always, like just Pop Century, stay at Pop Century. Like I saw it for one forty per night, you know, this summer. Like to me, that's that's a no brainer. You're on the Skyliner, you're in the Disney Magic. Uh, if you stay off site, like with resort fees and travel and all, and like transportation, and all that stuff. Like unless you're staying at a motel, motel, like you're really not saving that much money, and it's just worth the extra thirty dollars a night, maybe if even to stay in the Magic. Yeah, I totally agree. Pop Century at one forty, I. Didn't think I'd ever see that low again once the Skyliner was built. So definitely sounds like there's some deals to be had at the moment. Yeah, I didn't get to, I didn't say this at any point, but I did write in the notes. Disney is hurting um, and that is to our benefit um, and we should be able to get cheaper rates um, as things go along. You know, the Disney Plus thing, it was like up to 35 percent. You'd save like one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars per night on a deluxe hotel for like a five night stay, you just sign up for Disney plus for two months. Um, you know, and you're saving like a thousand dollars. So, um, you know, these deals are great. So definitely if you can consider staying on site. All right. That will do it for this episode. Uh, just as a reminder, you can check us out on youtube.com slash at Disney decipher now where you 
can see our faces. I don't know why you want to do that, but people do that, Leslie. That's why we went on YouTube, because people like to listen to podcasts on YouTube. We are the olds. We don't know why, but we know you like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Yes, we do appreciate it. And Leslie, where can they find your work uh, online? I am tripswithtikes.com and at tripswithtikes with a Y everywhere on social media. What about you, Joe? I'm at As Joe Flies, and uh, like I said, I have, I'd be happy to help you out with any of these hotel deals. Joseph Chung at TravelMation.net, or except for renting DVC because I can't do that. But you know, if you can save all that money renting DVC, you know, more power to you. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. If you have any questions, you can email us to DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Tweet us at www.deciphered on Twitter or find us on Facebook and Instagram and threads, Disney Deciphered. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you rolling your eyes at me mentioning threads for the fourth episode in a row. Thanks, Joe.